Hello and welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Conspiracy Theory Test. My name's Ivan. And I'm Karen and you're very welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back. Welcome back to normal service post, I would say, one of the funnest recordings we've done. That was such a great conversation with the with two thirds of the crew at MCU in review. What a great podcast. Yeah, so much fun. We highly recommend. I mean, it's a hard one to sell if you're not a mad MCU head. But if you are, if you aren't, then it's time because all these shows are coming out and you want to consume all of that shows and all the rest of us and there's too much info to try and get from just watching it I know as a brand new nerd myself you need all the background so you need to be watching this and listening to them absolutely and it's just I think the new lockdown activity this time around for anyone with a Disney plus account is the chronological order of the MCU films yeah yeah we did that here my eyes are square from watching so much of us uh, it's great and it's 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 I don't know it made me appreciate them more watching them now in chrono- I say chronological order but people will know that if they have Disney plus that neither of the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland are included in that because they're owned by Sony and neither is the Incredible Hulk oh so. see these are all little tidbits that I need there you go yeah so but I just didn't watch uh the Incredible Hulk but also Lucy if you're listening Liv Tyler's in the Incredible Hulk and Lucy you will know what that's in relation to and she'll laugh when she hears that oh my god cryptic messages over the podcast yeah <laughs> we should just do one in morse code one week around just dot <laughs> dot dash dot, 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 dot dash <laughs> had i known that we were allowed to do it this way i would have been like and erica if you're listening i left paperwork on your desk for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh tracy just hi crazy <laughs> that's that's all my cryptic messages for this cryptic corner that we seem to have started <laughs> let's just talk to them in person <laughs> let's actually yeah just communicate with our friends in um, a little bit more housekeeping karen it's easter the lord has risen and you have gotten a rise out of me with your hella good victory this week Green Children of Wolpis, a 50-50 split. Half ye believed, half ye chose the boring route, but a whopping 60% believe Karen's theory. Q on. In the words of LL Cool J, don't call it a comeback. Been here for years. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's pretty accurate because you're a few in a row now. People, come out and just vote for me. I don't care what your beliefs are, really. Just vote I'm for gonna me. I'm going to knock you out. Uh, <laughs> Mama said knock you out. Uh, yeah. I hope you've got a really unbelievable one this week. I actually don't. Oh. In keeping with the spirit of Easter, I'm fully sold on this. I'm, I'm fully sold on this. And keeping it's Easter Monday now that we're recording. We should have recorded yesterday. But we couldn't because of me, because I'm just so difficult to work with, as a fan, I'll tell you. But so popular. <laughs> given that it, well, just, I had to have <laughs> dinner with my <me> family, <laughs> just FYI. Um, <laughs> and just eat. I did Lent. Pandemic Lent is in an absolute extreme sport. Oh, yeah. Come like, here. Did I you give yourself say? diabetes yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I actually did. And my stomach does not like me anymore. But I'm happy my heart rate has not gone down and I couldn't sleep last night <laughs> the rest and of I heart rate say, is chiller. <laughs> I, 
like absolutely but it was totally worth it uh just pure eggs pal just eggs <laughs> you have to i mean keeping with that i think i've cracked Wait. this theory this week hey i think it's excellent oh and evan where would we be without our homeboy jesus this is the jesus conspiracy the Je- <laughs> Is this the story of Easter? <laughs> fado, fado. Oh. I, I, I'm actually just going to show you the Prince of Egypt film. <laughs> and we're going to start from there, you know. You're pulling a hungover that we... substitute teacher vibes here. Wheel it oh, in. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just not in the mood today. We're watching a video. <laughs> okay. So obviously use my conspiracy theory book by Jamie King. Uh, content.time.com cbsnews.com abc.net is where I got some stuff I have another one as well I think I'm just making sure I have all my sources cbsnews.com and stuff like that as well a little bit of wikipedia as well so essentially this theory is just Jesus some lad (laughs) you're going to cover 30 odd years we have all nice just Gwen Stefani said she was just a girl. What if Jesus was just a boy? Oh, you're going like I'm going Old with Testament. the Old Testament. You better recognize. <laughs> so essentially, like this is kind of in the same vein as the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. So if you've seen, if you've read the book, if you've seen the film, it, this is kind of where this derives from. But it oh, is a, it, a little bit interesting. You know, tale of all as all this time, yada 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 yada. Okay, so it this theory just essentially claims that Jesus is actually a mortal, like a, a regular fella. Okay, uh, he so he was actually married to Mary Magdalene. Hail Mary! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Hail Mary! <laughs> so get it, girl. So. <laughs> And then we all know this idea of the Holy Grail. And I think when people talk about the Holy Grail and, you know, that was what they were looking for in, in the Da Vinci Code. And a lot of people have this iconography or this image of a, a, a chalice or a cup. But Jamie King's book actually points to the fact that a lot of people believe that the Holy Grail was Mary Magdalene. Uh, with the V in the Da Vinci Code. But yeah, but her symbol of femininity was actually what Jesus worshipped. Oh, wow. That... So, like, Ariana Grande was right, God is a woman. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're here for worshipping whenever you want to form an orderly line. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, so, and of course, they do talk about that that V thing and, you know, the Da Vinci portrait and stuff like that. Okay. So this is this is the essentially the thing that they were a genuine, just a married couple. He wasn't this, you know, son of God type thing. Thing. do you know what I mean he was just human if you cut him does he not bleed etc etc so allegedly there, there were secrets about Mary and Jesus's relationship that were guarded and safe kept or safe kept safe by a society known as the Priory of Sion which I think come up in the Da Vinci Code they do are they the same as the Knights of Templar or is that a later kind of version of them I don't know so basically this kind of idea of the Priory of Sion, um, this the cbsnews.com, their, their article is like, is this secret organization fact or fiction? Okay, so again, it's been 
widely associated or known because of the Da Vinci Code. So again, they were a European society. They had allegedly guarded for centuries this secret about Mary and Jesus, Mary Magdalene, and apparently their descendants today are living in France. Okay, so allegedly this kind of Priory of Zion has incurred the wrath of Christians, obviously including the Vatican, but then like is there actually truth in it is there some truth in this at all, at all? so basically the priory of scion allegedly starts in a remote village in the foothills of the french pyrenees called rennes le chateau and it goes back more than like 100 years so apparently the priory was said to have a mysterious influence on the village priest in this town berenger saunier who spent money on a scale that was way beyond his means. The um, old share collection basket in the back pocket. Resting trick. in the account, all that stuff. Just resting in my account, father. <laughs> so he lavishly redecorated the interior of a church. Uh, he also built a grand estate for himself with a promenade. He constructed a tower where he entertained guests. He had an extensive library. And Sonia died in 1917. But the mystery of his wealth lived on. And in the 1950s, newspapers basically suggested that he had discovered a fabulous treasure. And soon, Rennes-le-Chateau was invaded by treasure hunters from all over the world. So apparently, one of those treasure hunters now actually gives tours. I imagine not now because of COVID. But apparently, his name is Henri Lincoln, and he's a British scriptwriter. And he says his interest was aroused when he came across a book containing reproductions of two parchments. All right. So these had supposedly been found by Saunier behind the altar in his church, and it led him to that treasure. They contained the passage from the Gospels written in an ancient script and was said to contain a secret message. Wow. And this was found in his church? In, in his church by Henri or Henry Lincoln. So he, Henry Lincoln is quoted as saying, ah, I thought I've got the makings of a film here. Don't forget that was my career. He was a scriptwriter. I was a writer for television and I thought this is a damn good subject for a documentary. So that's what Lincoln said himself. Uh, so in the three documentary films that he made for the BBC, Lincoln, like he never found the treasure. But he did suggest that Sonier had acquired his mysterious wealth through his association with a shadowy organisation and the clues were in those parchments. So... My researchers have thrown up several times the name Priory of Sion. Could this be the meaning of P.S.? So Lincoln decided that it was. He went on to suggest that Sonier's secret that he took to the grave was that basically the Priory of Sion's role was to protect the descendants of Christ. So that there is a genuine bloodline from Christ to now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, of course, there is Mary Magdalene. The church is dedicated to holding the cross. She's supposed to have brought it to France, the cross and the grail. So Lincoln's theory was that Mary Magdalene had married Jesus and the Holy Grail that she allegedly brought to France was not the cup from the Last Supper, but the child that she and Mm. Jesus had together. So that's like a little bit like this is a very dense kind of article. Um, And of course, like he like Lincoln wrote a book, The Holy Grail. And then he, Dan Brown acknowledges that the book that um, Lincoln wrote in the 1980s called Holy Blood, Holy Grail, Dan Brown has says that's where he drew inspiration from for the Da Vinci Code. I drew inspiration. Did he mean copied it word for word and threw Tom no, Hanks in no. there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what this story needs? Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, but again, so people have said like, you know, Lincoln has been asked before, like, does he believe this story today? And Lincoln himself has said, I can't say that it's a fact because it isn't, but it's an idea, but it fits the facts that we have. Very few though they may be. So again, uh, so the Priory of Sion themselves, as I said, is a fraternal organization and it was founded and dissolved in France in 1956. So he wanted, it was apparently created by Pierre Plantard who wanted to kind of have a prestigious neo-chivalric order. Uh, so he began claiming that his Southside order was the latest front for a secret society founded by crusading knight Godfrey of Boulogne on Mount Zion. So um, yeah, it's just this, apparently this is this whole thing that they set up to try and keep secrets for a very, very long time. And members of the Priory of Zion are said to have included Da Vinci and Isaac oh. Newton who were apparently called Grand Masters of the Clan, but that just screams hip-hop duo. <laughs> That's so that people were chosen, like, for their kind of prestige and brains and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. So loads, and again, loads of people, the prior resign has allegedly been debunked loads of times, but conspiracy theorists like our good selves have still kind of held on to the belief that they might know more than they're letting on. Um which I think could be, you know, they're dedicated to protecting the knowledge about of Mary Magdalene and Jesus against those equally determined to maintain power in the Christian church, in particular Catholicism. And again, a lot of people, as we would know, have said that Da Vinci's Last Supper painting is where a lot of the clues lie for this. Yes. You know, covered up. Uh, and again, what's the reason behind covering up the marriage and the bloodline? Because you got to keep the misogyny and the celibacy going. Yeah, that's enough of a of a no. motivation, definitely. Can't be letting people sleep with people. Can't be letting yeah. women have their way. <laughs> and come here, does this suggest that there is a little Jesus Junior walking around somewhere in France? I do believe they actually call him JJ. <laughs> little JJ. Oh. Fierce handy with a hammer. Real good carpenter. <laughs> Looks great in a tunic. <laughs> real good rocks a pair of sandals like no other um i don't know really but uh, like the lens that they are said to have gone to like the church in particular the catholic church the, obviously they cast mary magdalene as a prostitute and allegedly threw out a lot of gospels in the new testaments so but a, a, a strong and powerful institution changing the rules to suit their own needs Ooh, never happened it? Bit niche, <laughs> bit niche, isn't it? A little bit niche. Look, it no. harks back to when I, we only touched off Mr. J the Ripper a while ago. But mm. remember, there's other theories that some of his victims were called sex workers to mm. invalidate them as well. Absolutely. And again, like from if you think about my Pope John Paul the First conspiracy, so we know that like people in the church are capable of doing this, you know. Absolutely. And one thing I never guess is <clears throat> how now come at me theologists, because there's definitely a method, but how do they choose? Because there's a rake gospels, probably including this one that you're talking about. How do they choose which ones made the course? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I'm it might sure. be a little bit ropey, but it's still a written account. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's one of those, and I do want to say, like, and disclaim that I'm not trying to shit on an entire <laughs> institution of a church. 
uh, having been raised Catholic, you know, I understand and appreciate the importance of, of faith. Um, but it's just very interesting to me to think that this could be a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as you say, we're covering it with the utmost respect. And at mm. the end of the day, fair play to any of our Christian listeners. Karen is just giving an account of mm. something that there is lots of accounts of already and a blockbuster film. So absolutely. And we know, but we know about this as well. We know that like the, the, the term or the idea of homosexuality wasn't written into the Bible until like 1945, you know, and we know that way, way back, priests were actually allowed way back when we're actually allowed to marry and take a wife the reason that they this idea of celibacy came in was because the church hierarchy didn't want to have to pay for a wife and kids as well as a priest absolutely and estate was a huge thing you had to keep the estate mm. within the catholic church heirs make that very difficult exactly exactly so i think that's kind of so you know it is like anything any powerful institution it's like you you move the goalposts somewhat to kind of suit your own needs you know and you think it's for the greater good or whatever it is so again apparently the church has worked tirelessly throughout its history to keep this cover-up going be it not including evidence not including uh the new gospels or the gospels in the new testament like and why do it because if jesus then had just been proven to be a regular person the church would be maybe exposed as being fraudulent and entirely self-serving absolutely absolutely and uh, are the two mutually exclusive is there room for him to be son of god and carry a a younger a a child or is that is there something around him being infertile in the or celibate i suppose is part is linked to his divinity is it I, I think so, maybe. But the interesting thing is that a lot of this theory has found its basis in something called, I, now I might be pronouncing this wrong, Gnostic Gospels. So G-N-O-S-T-I-C Gospels. And they were discovered in 1945. And those authenticity religious experts are still disputing. But in those Gospels, aka the Gospel of Philip, Mary Magdalene is actually referred to as Jesus Kononos, uh, which is a Greek term for companion or partner. Right. And Interesting. So in his in these Gospels of Philip, Mary Magdalene's actually pictured or depicted rather as being the closest disciple or closer right. than any of the disciples, which bros before hoes, dude. <laughs> I thought that I actually thought that was one of the OG commandments, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, but a female lady can be your bro. It's <laughs> and dude uteruses before deuteruses in yeah. the wide words of leslie nope yeah sisters before misters oh. absolutely but apparently in the accordance of these gospels again this is taken from the time magazine article in an exchange between peter and mary he admits to her that the savior loved you above all other women yeah so and again, th- that kind of might project or sorry portray or show the jealousy that the other apostles you know uh had towards her which is classic like German I forget what her girlfriend yeah. George just cares about his mom she's like <laughs> rotten 
yeah, forgot all about us. You wouldn't see John doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The only other evidence then is to support this is that there is a mention of Jesus kissing Mary often, but some say kissing obviously was the custom. It was typical of Jesus to practice it with those close to him, aka Judas. Yeah, he loved the smooch. He had he loved no the smooch. Careful who you kiss, though. Huh? Oh, at the moment, hey, yeah. absolutely blew back up. So again, like it's just one of those things. Uh, it's 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 getting you know. And it's it's one of those interesting theories, I thought. And I'm not trying to make anyone cross <laughs> uh, with this, as I said. But I just think it's an interesting take. But the Priory of Sion is, like, I think worth... that was It was worth a mention this week because very interesting to me. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Avan, what do you think? What if Jesus was one of us? What if he got on the bus? Well, now, I'm not going to take your word as gospel. Yay! <laughs> but I am going to believe because this was, uh, I have a list on my phone of theories that I want to cover in the future. And this was one of them. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so I obviously believe, of course. And, uh, and also, I just find all the unwritten gospel stuff so interesting absolutely yeah you know and the, the priory of Sion is a whole in the thing in and of itself and reach out to us if you know more about this tell me how gospels made the course if you or your friends are priests please there you go absolutely <laughs> let, let us know so that that was me for this week that was a great choice oh karen i love it when a plan comes together because i it's not quite an overlapping theme but i've got a little bit about secret societies well it does tie in pretty well then yeah we've got we're both going for the kind of club group theme Mm -hmm. i'm going a little bit more modern and i'm going to tell you a little bit about the skull and bones society oh i mentioned this briefly in the theory oh definitely one of your illuminati ones yes i definitely did mention this is this the secret society that's like in yale that's exactly the one. Yeah. I'm glad. It's basically like Junior Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney Channel of Illuminati. Yeah, the prequel. It's <laughs> the actual Illuminati is more like Comedy Central after like nine o'clock. Yeah, exactly. But until then, you get Disney Channel Illuminati. Yeah, you just get reruns of Skull and Bones all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So I got some sources from independent.ie. Business Insider and New York Times. Nice. So we start out on a spring day in 1879 in the prestigious Ivy League College, as Karen has mentioned, called Yale. And it seemed like any other day, except for the fact there was a mysterious duo of men walking around the college, tapping undergrads on the shoulder. And by the end of the day, they would have tapped a total of 15 men. And this was to be known as the very first tap day, a tradition that continues right up to the present. And it's how new candidates are informed that they are to be initiated into an elite secret society known only as Skull and Bones. Now, this society was formed in the 1830s, but the 1870s are when the first tap day happens. So you're tapped on the shoulder, tap, 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 all great crack. From there, the candidates are taken to the Frats Club Clubhouse, 
which is mysteriously named the tomb. And now this was described. Ooh. I know, very ominous. It's not somewhere Spooky. I'd want to go. Spooky. <laughs> oh, just, tomb, tomb. Ditto. Tomb, there you go. Yeah. And that, you, there. Could, you could say we were like tomb raiders this week. <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely go in there around this time of year and just get blasted for three days straight. Yeah. <laughs> I pure think that's what you did when on the set. Yeah. It's brought down now that Xbox me time. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a bit of self-care. Yeah, even himself. <laughs> now the I saw a picture of us. It's great. It's not your typical frat house. And the independent article that I read described it as an imposing brownstone Egypto Doric hall resembling a mausoleum. And hmm. yeah, Interesting. yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen a frat house, like a regular frat house is just a very fancy house with. I've just seen them in movies, like, so I don't know how accurate they are. Yeah, it's, well, I saw them in Berkeley and uh, I didn't go there, disclaimer, but uh, I wandered around <laughs> for a few days. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. It's these big kind of fancy houses with a uh, big ancient greek letters up on them yeah they're all they all have some weird greek name though don't they yeah they're all alpha neo capo all that kind of stuff activia yeah whatever (laughs) hydrangea (laughs) (laughs) rhododendron but this one is double o p d o double g (laughs) that's our frost that is air fry. <laughs> also, Gail, if you're listening, we have to go see him in concert next year. That's another secret message. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Never felt so left out of my own podcast. No, Van, do you want to just come see Snoop Dogg play next I'm, year? In yeah, it yeah. feels like a pity invite because I'm right it's here. It's not a pity invite. Come on. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for humoring me. <laughs> but now... So Gail wasn't here, to, but uh, the candidates were, they were taken to the clubhouse and they were asked, asked to pledge allegiance to their fellow Bonesmen, which, side note, terrible name. I was just about to, Bonesmen. <laughs> like, did they not All right, lads. Us? Yeah, bit All on right. the nose. <laughs> we all know what you're doing underground in the tomb of your Bonesmen. Yeah. Jesus. I know it's very on the nose, especially after it's half day. <laughs> they did not think this true. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wander around for the day. I'm gonna tap 15 guys, and then they'll be my bonesmen. <laughs> because I'm a man. I'm a manly man who does manly things. Mostly other men. <laughs> Karen, rich people are weird. Oh, they're so weird. I'll never know that life. <laughs> God. <laughs> Thankfully, yes. <laughs> Something I'm glad to be left out of. So it gets weirder after you get a, after you pledge allegiance to Bonesman. It gets even weirder. So there's multiple rumors around what actually happens over the course of the night. But what we do know is that new candidates are made to lie in a coffin for a rebirthing ceremony. And while they're in the coffin, yeah, weird, isn't this? Intense, too intense after your day it's happened and they have to reveal all the details about their romantic history up until that point 
get out of it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like Shut now. the tomb door. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many of them lie while they're in there, just improv. And uh, like 15 <laughs> girls at the Gale talked and... <laughs> oh no I definitely met her at the disco uh, just none of it, it was before we went in it was before yeah. we went in <laughs> doesn't have Bebo so don't check <laughs> <laughs> amazing no I'm putting her to be other half next week I swear yeah. <laughs> so the most important thing after this whole degrading ceremony is that members are sworn to secrecy and if Skull and Bones should even come up in conversation in the outside world, members and alumni vow to leave the room immediately, which is the most conspicuous protocol I've ever heard of. There isn't very. Just... Yeah, there has to be a better way of skirting around an issue. Just like like Nick Miller and New Girl, just moonwalk. Yeah. Yeah, moonwalk or, or his other move of just pulling his hood over his entire face the older I get the more I realise that's a very solid plan of action yeah. in your little cocoon nope these guys just stand up and walk out it probably looks like they really suddenly need the bathroom maybe yeah <laughs> so why would members put themselves through such grueling initiations and a lifetime of responsibility because don't forget Karen that they this is members and alumni so you are actually uh, indebted to this club long after you leave yeah that's yeah I feel like I, I definitely touched on it and I can't remember what theory it was that I touched on this with oh yeah it was, I can't remember. I feel like it was somebody was finding out something about them. But anyway, yeah, that's I, I would well believe that, though. Like, I have heard of that, like, you know, being in a college society together, you know, in America and then having ties long after that. Yeah, it seems to continue for life because the reason that they agree to this is that they're granted lifelong financial stability and a place mm. among the world's ruling elite class. Ah, uh, there it is. And it's obvious when you see the long list of powerful and in- influential alumni that the society boasts, including but not even slightly limited to. Its founders, William Huntington Russell, was this uh, Connecticut state legislator, and Alfonso Taft was the other founder, who was not only the U.S. attorney and secretary of war, but also the father of future U.S. president, William Howard Taft. My God. It also boasted Walter Camp, who was the father of American football, Lyman Spitzer, the inventor of the Hubble Space Telescope, George Bush Sr., everyone knows who he is, James Angledon, who at one point was the head of CIA counterintelligence, Air pals. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Greg. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Greg. You're my fave. Love you. <laughs> oh, this guy might have been who you were talking about before because he was in the club as well. Billionaire Stephen A. Schwartzman. Did he come up in one of your theories? In oh, your he might have. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he might have. 
Yeah. Oh, and of course, um, Austin Goolsby. He was the youngest member of Obama's cabinet and he was a member as well. All right. Okay. So they do feckin' get it by. They do. It's a it's a small, tight circle. And for all for all the tapping, you need a small, (laughs) tight circle. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Not for long. (laughs) Not with the bonesman. And then George Bush and or George W. Bush and John Kerry and proof of the lifelong devotion to the club came about when those two last members ran against each other for the Republican candidacy in the presidential election in 2004. And when Kerry was asked what he could say about the significance of two bonesmen running against each other, he replied, not much because of the secret. Well, there you go. <laughs> It's such a sign of the times, isn't it? Like, could you imagine today when we try to talk a little bit more about class and structure and elitism, if you asked someone about uh, you and the other candidates were all in the same frat frat house and you just said, oh, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. (laughs) And literally that probably, yeah, definitely. (laughs) I would absolutely kill you because I know people who could do that. Yeah, I run the CIA apparently with my frat pals. Wow, okay. So that's where we get into my theory. So is it just a run-of-the-mill Ivy School frat with some secrecy thrown in to create intrigue? It's hard to say that it is when you consider the sheer scale of success among their previous members. So what if, Karen, I told you they were a branch of the Illuminati? Like I said earlier, New World Order, the college years. Oh, like Saved by the Bell, the college years. <laughs> yeah, but with more money and probably murder. Uh, yeah, I would believe that. I would fully <laughs> buy into that in a very big way. <laughs> The very first reason that I believe this greets you at the entrance to the tomb, which is the club's crest, and it has the engraving 322. And this seems to refer to the year 322, which is when the Greek orator Domasthenes died, which saw ancient Athens begin to transition from democracy to plutocracy. And this implies that the group's belief is that America should follow suit and surrender the responsibilities of government exclusively to the wealthy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they kind, of, they kind of are doing that already, but still. <laughs> yeah, I know. I suppose it's like trying to fight against the tides, but that's yeah. clearly their own self-interest. Fuck, okay. So harken back to the last times that we covered the Illuminati, because we've both covered us a little bit. I'd say we've both done a little bit of it in two separate theories each. At least, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, And then it kind of swans over into other ones. It always comes back to that. It used to always come back to the CIA and then we've taken it to the Illuminati. Absolutely. Greg told us to dial back a bit on the CIA stuff. Love you, Greg. (laughs) So in those coverages, we talked a little bit about the Illuminati's taste for the dark arts. And it seems like Skull and Bones share this taste because it's rumoured that they are no strangers to grave robbing. Ah, lads. Yeah, not sound. 
the room is that the tomb contains the stolen skulls of eighth president martin van buren mexican revolutionary pancho villa and the apache warrior geronimo And of course, isn't this a very disconcerting in a clubhouse? Just sitting there. Yeah. Just on the bones. <laughs> Trying to drink from your red solo cup next to a few skulls. <laughs> As you do. As you do, drinking out of them, probably. Probably. So it's easy to dismiss these claims as rumors, except for the fact that in 2009, Geronimo's great grandson, Harlan Geronimo, sued the society on the back of a letter discovered from 1918 between two S&B members about the artefacts. Hmm. So that seems in itself quite, unless it's serious bravado, it seems like a bit of evidence. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing that back to kind of dark arts and beliefs about magic is that Harlan claimed that his great-grandfather's spirit was never released from this world. Like, this is something that he believed. This is what he, like, because his culture believed in that. He, okay. It added kind of insult to injury of them robbing his grave. So the prominence of members, not only in the CIA, but also in the seat of the presidents, have led to, this, to suspicion that the group seek to control state intelligence. And there's quite a lot of there are a lot of um sub theories that i just didn't get into tonight but they link them to um watergate they link them to the like cuba to the assassination of jfk there's a lot to say that they were working around in the background okay and its members want to downplay the significance and power of the order but i will leave you with this very casual statement from a Reddit thread of Ask Me Anything. You know those threads? Mm-hmm. So this is one posted by a member of Skull and Bones. Allegedly a member. And the question was, what was the most shocking thing you found out about the society? And here's his really flippant response. I can't say I found anything truly shocking. As I admit, I didn't really know much about Bones when I started jail. If I had to pick something shocking, I would say the room full of Nazi paraphernalia. Oh! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. So what do you think, Karen? Is it just an Ivy League frat or is it something more sinister? No, it's more sinister. 100% more sinister. Has to be. Has to be. Now, would you say that because of the assortment of skulls or the Nazi paraphernalia? (laughs) Yes to both. Just yes to both. Like, come on. And of course, like, it's it's one of those things that's going to hide in plain sight as a a frat thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this idea of like, oh, no, don't be ridiculous. It's kind of the same thing with the Priory of Scion. Like, oh, that's a ridiculous thing. Then why did your man have in a tiny town and village, in tiny village in France, have all that money to build an expansive library, a feckin' tower. You know what I mean? Oh, no, Ivan, I think you're definitely onto something. I think we've just proven that all of the secret societies actually exist. Yeah. In like that short space of time. Go us on yeah. a bank holiday Monday. Yeah. Would you be well? Yeah, less than an hour. We've blown everything wide open. 
you're welcome greg <laughs> greg is having an awful time now yeah he's trying to get this all taken down you can't take it down as quick as it's put up <laughs> you can't stop us greg <laughs> thanks for believing me karen and obviously i believed you too yeah it was a good week absolutely i, I definitely think that that's it's plausible for sure it's plausible it's a bit of crack anyway but absolutely tell us what you think are polls will be going up this week for last week's ones so do get voting you need to show a bit of support to mcu in review because they were our guests be kind to them absolutely and other than that you can catch us on spotify apple podcasts anchor fm pod chaser another really good one uh overcast pocket casts and cast box otherwise you can send us an email at the conspiracy theory test at gmail.com you can catch us on instagram at the conspiracy theory test or at conspiracy test on twitter or you can find all of that on the conspiracy theory test.com good job you have such an outstanding memory for that <laughs> Oh, fact check it afterwards. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also we do take requests. So if people have one that they'd like us to talk about or, or get into, because my my two pack one a few weeks back was definitely a request. So or a suggestion. So that was a really good one. So yeah, if anybody has any suggestions, Van and I are always more than happy to to get into it and go go digging. Absolutely, that's a really good point. And also, if you yourself have something you want to plug or a podcast or you listen to a podcast that you would love to hear a crossover with we've now done three guests and we're always open to more collabs absolutely and yeah any suggestions as van has said have 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 always been worthwhile and always very 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 welcome so from with that guys just thanks so much for supporting thanks so much for tuning in and for for listening as always and just you know the days the evenings are getting longer the stretch has been officially updated to grand (laughs) there's a bit of drying out there now and you know restrictions are easing and long may the trend continue and long may this podcast continue and wherever you are we're hoping staying sane staying safe and staying well Evan always a pleasure talking to you have a great one thanks very much Karen bye